Welcome to Bothering the Band. First, we got to get the first question right out of the way because there's a heated debate. How the fuck do you pronounce your first name? Eamon. Eamon. Yeah. Some people were right. Some people were wrong. Yeah, I've heard it all, man. Welcome. Uh, great musician, Eamon McGrath. Seven records, two fucking books. Um, what's your middle name? Michael. Eamon Michael. That's lovely. It's a lovely name. Welcome. I like your tortoise uh, poster back oh, here. Oh, yeah. It's, there you go. It's a, a coveted uh, tour it's poster cool. from 2001. Wow. That's when yeah. I graduated high school. Yeah, it's actually same similar time for, for me. So I was listening to tortoise back then. Great band. Great band. Like I said, thanks for doing this, man. We're happy to have you. Um, we love bothering our favorite musicians. And speaking of musicians, who would you rather punch in the face? Mark McGrath, Mac DeMarco, or a Mac computer? I assume you're referring to Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Yeah. I actually, I, I'm from the same town as Mac DeMarco. Oh uh, yeah? But I think that uh, he grew up in Edmonton on the south side of the river. I grew up on the north side of the river, so probably can't say that I'd punch him in the face because uh, we have a lot of mutual friends that I'm sure that would start some kind of brawl with or whatever the fuck. So I'm going to go with uh, a computer's not a person. I'd have to say I I definitely have to go with uh, Mark, Mark McGrath from Sugar Ray. Yeah, I can't wait to tweet him after this. We're going to beat you up, Mark. <laughs> and for, for just the musical crimes committed by Sugar Ray alone out of those three he, he's I'm sorry Mark but that's that's he's the guy yeah yeah I, I I bet you he would agree with us yeah he'd punch himself in the face too yeah what kind of beer are you drinking this is a an Ontario IPA called Juicy Ass oh nice uh, from a brewery called Flying Monkey. Okay. I've been pretty much drinking this exclusively this pandemic. So, is it juicy? Is it like hoppy? <clears throat> Super hoppy. Uh, really smooth. Good ABV. I think it's like seven and a half. Oh, nice. Those, Couple of those. Have some fun. You guys all say Americans say that Canadian beer is just knocks you on your ass or something. Is that is that true? Well, we had to catch up with you because I remember going to like Montreal like yeah. 10, years ago, 10 years ago and they had like the Labatt tall boys that were like 10 point. Yeah. And that's right. knocked me. And when the craft beer explosion hit here, then they started catching up. Right. Yeah. Okay. So like, that's go the, ahead. That's the reputation, I, I mm -hmm. suppose, or whatever I've heard. Well, like Lafin de Mon was another one that was like oh. big time. Blanche Chambly. Yeah. And then uh, what's the other one? Pistols is a good one too. Where's that one from? Three, Three Pistols is the same. It's the same uh, brewery, Uni, Unibrow. Oh, okay. You get in Quebec, you get the the like the quart of it. You get the bottle, the yeah. quart bottle. Uh, and uh, yeah, it's it, the same thing happens to like English Canadians when we go there. Yeah. Do you have forties where you're at? Oh yeah, yeah, sure. No 40s in Florida. It's really weird. There's not, they're not very common here. Like they, I don't know why. Like a lot, they're they're not, they're just not very popular. 
but you can get them. I mean, that's all we did in our youth, sit on the stoop and drink 40s. Oh, OE and Big Bear. That was my high school. Cult 45. Yeah. So uh, do you consider yourself brave? Yeah, I, I like to think so. I hope so. I don't know. That's a, that's a hard question to answer because you don't like, how have you been? How has it ever been tested? Um, you that's don't know until your life or the lives of those you love is in your hands or you could be like just i mean you're brave for doing what pursuing what you love and uh well like think things that come second nature to you are not don't necessarily take a lot of courage you know like it's like people like people that could never dream of playing music for a living like to them the idea is going on a on stage in front of people's like terrifying but it's not for someone that does it every day there's no courage in that yeah um, um i don't know I, I like to think like you know like uh jump off this five-story building or we'll 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 kill your children <laughs> you know, do you do you do that that's that's then you'll know i like to think that i would do that yeah. So I hope, I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you're great for doing this uh, wild podcast. So thank you. Um, stay. We're still on the brave thing. If you, if you encountered a bear, would you run or attempt to like play dead or stay still and hold your ground? Well, I, I have encountered bears. Mm-hmm. Uh, and typically speaking, I mean, maybe this isn't what you're supposed to do, but this is what I have done. Uh, you just try to quietly walk away, I guess. Man, that's someone from that lives in Florida and is fr- from New York. That sounds terrible. Hope, hope you don't uh, step on a dead twig or something, and you know, startle it. Yeah, startle it. <clears throat> Going I, on a limb. I grew up in Western Canada, so we'd go to the go to the Rockies all the time, and you'd. I've seen them through the woods and stuff. Yeah. Uh, yeah. You just like, you just, I don't know. You drop your food and you, and you calmly walk away, walk the other direction. Maybe that's not what you're supposed to do. I have no idea, but I was, I just remember being really scared. So yeah, I encountered cougars too. One time I was, uh, this girl I used to date and I, we discovered way later on in the night that we'd been, we were getting tracked by this cougar. This, the whole time that was pretty scary we found we found the the leg of a of a dog laying in the middle of a gravel road that we were riding horses on and then uh we had these been like some binoculars with us and uh when we got back to the to the to the house we kind of scanned the tree line and there was like a, a, a cougar in the distance walking across the the edge of a field Wow. Yeah. I'm going to say you're brave. I mean, I don't know. I, don't, I, I was just glad I was glad I wasn't still out in the field. It's hard to say you're brave. I was at, I was at the house, you know, maybe not brave, but I was safe. Yeah. You know? No, it's a, this is a bravery podcast. We're officially brave. I'm deeming you brave. <laughs> uh, pancakes or waffles? Uh, probably waffles. What do you put on your waffles? Depends where I am in the world. I guess if I'm in Belgium, 
icing sugar. I mean, Quebec maple syrup, maybe a bit of like strawberries and whipped cream and shit if I'm fucking super hungover. Uh, but aside from that, it's probably it. Okay. Um, what road are you on right now? Uh, Peyton Road. Peyton Road. P-A-T-O-N. Peyton Road. Nice. Are you close to Bellwoods? Uh, relatively speaking, yeah. There is such a crazy rich um like abundancy of musicians in toronto like just so there, many. There, there definitely is yeah uh do you live close to any other musicians yeah i mean every 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 musician that you could kind of more or less know from uh touring or working or anything um I'd say like 90% of them live in the same part of town. So yeah, I mean, I used to, yeah, like pick a, like, you know, I used to bartend at a bar that Feist would come into or whatever. Or, oh, wow. Um, you know, uh, I bartended at a place for a while uh, that Daniel Lenoir's studio was across the street, shit like that. It's oh, like, kind of like, um, I don't mean this in like a, a, a like a fucking pretentious way or anything, but like when you go to LA and it's, you're kind of like in a bar and two seats over is like the, you know, some A&R guy from some fucking, you know, shithead major label or whatever. And everyone's just kind of like, Oh yeah, cool. Like, yeah. Uh, there's a, there's like the Canadian version of that here, you know, or you could be like, you could be like two, two seats down from Adam McGoyan or something or whatever. Lots oh, of that. Okay. It's like it's like the the smaller scale version, you know. That's cool. Do you have any travel rituals? Um, I try to fly to Europe overnight. I try to red eye there. I think that that's like the best way that uh, you can beat jet lag when you when you're touring. If you have if you have something to do the the night you you get there the day you get there if you if you can force yourself to sleep like if you can take you know gravel or zopaclone or whatever <laughs> whatever whatever your poison is man uh and you can sleep on the flight to to the continent um you as far as i'm concerned you won't have any jet lag if you got to play the next day yeah do you have any like weird rituals like when you get into a hotel room you got to like shower shit or throw your shoes out the window or something like that nothing like that no, <laughs> whatever i uh i'm pretty uh i don't know I, I i get i get pretty well acquainted with wherever i am right away i mean you like, have to be, you've been touring forever yeah i mean I, when i'm in berlin i like to go to Gerlitzer park like first thing uh i just think that like if you want to have a you know, a typical like Berlin night or whatever. It's usually a good place to start. Yeah. I, like there was a while in the, in the mid to late two thousands where like every single time I went to Berlin and that part of town, like Kreuzberg and Neukölln, uh, Friedrichshain, like in that sort of strip in the middle, Mitte, uh, I would run into some like 10 people I knew it was like, it was like clockwork. Like 
you, you, whatever, wherever you were staying, it's like, okay, I'm going to walk out the door. I'm going to go, go to Gerlitzer Park. Uh, I, will, I will see someone I know. And it never failed. Like probably like six or seven times I went there, it, it was like, you could set your watch to it. I like, so I like doing that. Nowadays, it's like that city got so expensive and stuff that a lot of people have moved away. So a lot of the people I used to know there don't live there anymore. But uh, yeah, I mean, I still, I still go there like first thing. Even if you want to buy weed or whatever, it's good to, that's where you want to go. It's uh, that's official. You've heard it here, folks. If you're looking for weed in Berlin, Berlin's a park. I mean, I'm I'm sure you can. It's way easier to buy it now, but yeah, I mean, you just like you go to Berlin's a park. Twenty minutes later, you'd have a, a fucking sack. So that's good to know. Yeah. Wow, we're breaking uh, breaking some ground here. Have you? Uh, what's your favorite thing about America? Uh, New Orleans. Oh, nice. For sure. Yeah. One of my favorite, one of, one of my favorite cities in the world. I don't disagree. It's it's another planet. I love I love New Orleans. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's probably that's that's I love going there. I love everything about it. Uh, never had a bad time in New Orleans. No, I, I think it's kind of hard unless you get murdered. It's kind of hard. Yeah. Well, I mean, but every every. Uh, no matter how big it is, every, every U.S. city, I mean, every North American city, really, Canadian cities are a little um, different just because there's, for a lot of reasons, but every U.S. city has a, has like an area that you just don't go. Yeah. I mean, you could, it could be like, you know, a city of 50,000 people or 8 million people. There's just, there's one little part that you just, you, you know, you're told not to go to. Yeah. Um, so it's like, that aspect of it has never really bothered me. Like I, I, I've never felt like any more unsafe there than I have in certain yeah. parts of Cincinnati or whatever. Yeah. Or Cleveland, you know, like the, that, that, that aspect of it's kind of, I've never really paid attention to, but I mean, you know, I've definitely, like I've had, I don't think I've been robbed anywhere. I've been hustled. Like one time in, in New Orleans, I was like, I'm just doing this this stupid fucking tourist thing like on Bourbon Street with a hand grenade and and uh, huge lady came up to me and grabbed my face and just put it into her into her uh, you know to her mid midsection and I was like uh whoa what like and then she shook me down for twenty bucks I didn't even ask to be you know grabbed or whatever. <laughs> Couldn't believe it. I didn't ask for this. She just she just robbed me. That's you want to hear something crazy? I've heard a similar story. I mean, I'm sure it happens to every fucking stupid, you know, Canadian white kid walking around Bourbon Street. Every you know, it's like probably the most common thing. But I just I thought it was hilarious. I, I kind of I gave her twenty bucks just because I figured there was some nasty eight foot tall dude across the street that was going to kick my ass if I didn't so yeah <clears throat> and you get a story out of it yeah it was like you know it's worth it now it was it was it was pretty funny I'm not gonna lie yeah. so so have you been to Florida you know what man aside from like aside from like the off uh, like the like Hawaii Puerto Rico 
Alaska, like in the, in the mainland continental US, USA, Florida is the only state I've never been to. And, and uh, which is weird because I, I have a lot of friends there. Um, I, like I'm, I'm, I, I have a lot of, like a lot of bands from Florida I really connect with and know pretty well, like that uh, Have Gone Will Travel is a great band. Mm -hmm. uh, this guy, Scott Anderson, Scott Everlovin Anderson is a lap steel player and guitar player in that band. He, he tours with a very good friend of mine from New York uh and Garrett Klon. Um I mean there's great music from Florida. It looks like an incredible culture and I just I don't know why I've never been there. I just have never I've been as as far southeast as Georgia. That's it. But everywhere else. Well we gotta get you to Florida once you know you start touring again hopefully we, next year. Like I mean have, have gun will travel and I have like we've shot the shit about maybe playing together and me coming down and i mean there's fest is a, you know that festival is yeah <laughs> huge huge thing i've been asked to play it and stuff and uh are you gonna play it this year well no i mean probably not this year like we're we're so behind in everything yeah. compared to where you guys are that that uh i mean i haven't even renewed my passport since it expired last august because i it's just it's just so up in the air yeah, we have a friend who is in Toronto and she just bitches like how it's it's a little bit more lockdown than where we are. Florida, no one gives a shit, so. <laughs> yeah, well, but now, I mean, now it's fine. Like, whatever. Yeah. But, yeah, so hopefully, I mean, I'd love, I'd, I'd, I'd love to go to the Keys and I'd love to, I mean, I hear Miami's just insane. Uh, for Over to New Orleans. It's like a nicer, glitzier New Orleans. Yeah, though. yeah. Yeah. So I'd love, love to go there. Cool, man. Have you ever played the harp? The harp? Yeah. Like the instrument? Yeah. Uh, no, I have not. No, never tinkered with a harp? Never have. Man. Looks tough. Yeah. Looks a little, very tough. I have some friends that, that I, I have a friend that plays the harp. Who's, who's that? I remember it was like, I forget who it was, but it was like Total Hoser, whatever, hanging out drinking beers and then it's like she brings out the harp and it was just like uh it's like an alien language or something no clue how to do that no clue did this person have to do the tilted thing tilt it yeah I think, i'm pretty sure that it was like like i mean it's huge and then she kind of just like uh yeah it's like a, it was like a gigantic it's like a beast i wonder why they have to fucking tilt it why don't they just build it that way uh, that's a good point. I didn't think about that. Yeah. Build uh, on an angle. Yeah, I don't know. You'd have to have to ask a harp player. And maybe there, there might be some sort of resonant, like some harmonic, acoustic resonant reason. It can't be like on the floor. Maybe, maybe. I don't know. Um, I'll have to ask Joanna Newsom. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I, I never have. And, and it's like, and it's, it's an instrument that generally, generally speaking, like genuinely speaking, sorry. I'm, I'm like, I have absolutely no idea how you'd even start. Yeah. No, that's, that sounds like a, a whole shit. Mother ball of wax. <laughs> we say a whole bag of hammers. It sounds like a whole bag of hammers. Bag of hammers. You can use that. Um, what color are your sheets? Uh, white. <laughs> Do you mean like, now or no i'm just kidding hopefully white beige they're beige <clears throat> no uh so what white white sheets 
<laughs> it's one of those questions that when we think of, it's like, that's, that's funny. And then asking it is a whole different ballgame. <laughs> well, I mean, like, depending on the answer, like that, that has the potential to get really dark. Yeah. Like, you don't want someone to say brown. Yeah. Or red with blood. Yeah. You know, <laughs> Uh, one pillow or two pillows? What are you sleeping with? I sleep with one pillow. Oh wow, what's that like? Uh, I mean, if I if I if I sleep with any more than one, I just fucks up my back. So I want to do one whole podcast where it's nothing but sleep questions. Like, do you sleep on your side? Do you get up in the middle of the night to pee? Actually, I, I I've slept on my stomach since I was a baby, and and it used to freak out my my folks because apparently that's like. Like you can, babies can die. Yeah, you're not supposed to do that. The death syndrome or whatever. So it used to just fucking freak out my mom. <laughs> like, oh my god, he's dead. Oh my god. No, purr, sleeping away, just purring like an engine. <laughs> and you're still sleeping on your belly, huh? Yeah. Ever since yeah. cheating, cheating death, tempting fate. I love it. <laughs> That's funny. What was the first CD or album uh, you you bought? ever uh that like <clears throat> oh man or tape or whatever whatever first one i think it was it might have been uh it was either relationship of command by at the drive-in or evil empire by rage against the machine i think it was evil empire by rage against the machine do you know who we're interviewing after this who are you who jim ward oh cool from at the drive-in and sparta sparta yeah yeah well tell him you said hi never i was never a big sparta fan but at the drive-in like legit changed my life like for real great band totally phenomenal yeah that's a weird coincidence that's that just blew my fucking mind um that that record relationship command i bought second because i think that someone i think someone was like oh you like a like I mean, I was whatever. I was like ten or some shit. But it's like someone was like, "Oh, at the drive-in sounds like Rage Against the Machine." And then I was like, "Okay, sweet." And I went out and bought. I was like, "At at the drive-in doesn't sound like anything like Rage Against the Machine." No, no, not at all. And and so I I ended up discovering a lot of music through at the drive-in. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. This is what it's. This is crazy. That just blew my mind. What uh, What are you reading these days? Reading anything good? Uh, Actually, I'll. Nice. I'm reading a book called I'll Sleep When I'm Dead. Oh, uh, come on. The, the, the biography of Warren Zevon. Oh, cool. How far are you in? Any good? It's great. Yeah, he was a he was a hard hardcore motherfucker. Oh, I don't doubt it. Um, yeah, no, he, it's 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 really good. And uh, it's 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 one of those um sort of oral history of like it's all just quotes interviews oh, cool. that uh that an editor has has sort of uh, you know made a narrative out of, and yeah. it, which, which I I love those kind of books. Like there's a replacement biography that's like that. There's a uh, there's that I think uh, please kill me. Mm-hmm. The oral history of punk rock is written that way. Yeah, um, and what it's, I find fascinating about those is that it's like every, all these people end up sort of touching on the same things. Yeah, it's like there's this these like very specific but unanimous aspects of the narrative trajectory of a band's career uh, to the point where you could actually like create a book out of all of it. 
that that really blows my mind. Like, no, there's 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 not a not you know. I mean, there's obviously shit in the interviews. It's probably on the cutting room floor or whatever. But uh, it just fascinates me that all these people sort of end up telling some of the same stories. I, I love that. That's really that's really great. So yeah, no, those uh, I love those types of books, the oral histories. Um, that's great. Now I got to buy another fucking book. Yeah. <laughs> there's a, there's, a, there's there's a couple books too that I'm a huge fan. Like the the Neil Young biography, Shaky, is probably my favorite book. And uh, I read that and and uh, the Grand Parsons biography, Twenty Thousand Roads, a couple of years ago at like exactly the same time. I was reading both books simultaneously. And there's a couple instances in both books that are that are mentioned and and one of them is this is this uh is apparently this moment when uh Graham Parsons got in a limousine in I think uh, it must have been LA and Jack Nitsche was was in the other was in the other seat facing Graham Parsons and this is like Graham Parsons is at the the depths of his heroin abyss and uh apparently they had just finished recording tonight's the night <clears throat> and uh and uh Graham Parsons got in the limousine and apparently Jack Nitsche said to him who's this guy or something and 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 then he introduces Graham to Jack and Jack goes oh he looks a lot like Bruce and Bruce is dead and that that uh, that moment is in both books I thought that oh, was wow cool. yeah that's cool and fascinating man um nerdy rock history shit i love it i love it i'm a uh, the reason i ask is because i'm just a voracious reader you see i just keep every time i finish a book i buy four more so it never goes down my stack never goes down yeah totally you know and of course we're we're music junkies that's why we do this so we just want to talk music all day long so um how do you store your chargers do you wrap them up neatly or are they in a fucking mess? I, I, I wrap them up neatly. I, I'm not a very tidy person, I wouldn't say, but uh, I am a stagehand. Like aside from touring full time when I'm home uh, before all this bullshit, um, I was a full time stagehand. So I do actually take my cable management very seriously. It, nice. is, it, is, it is one thing that, uh, that, I, that I, don't, I don't fuck around on. Do you have the little Velcro things that you wrap them up? Yeah, with? yeah, I got, I got it all. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> I knew that question was going to hit. But yeah, uh, I mean, my mind is like a fucking bat cave. <laughs> but uh, no cables. I, I, I'm very particular with my cabling. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> I knew it was going to go well. What does a cold Alberta night smell like? Uh, you know, in those like, um mountain climbing movies where like the people get stuck on the side of the mountain and their fucking nose is black and shit uh when in in like the winter time in alberta in northern alberta where i'm from um it gets so cold that honestly there's a, there's a scent in the air that's like just the cusp of of your flesh becoming that gangrenous I would say. And what would like, you compare that to? It's just, it's not, it doesn't smell like that. It's just like, it's like, it's, there's like this scent in the air of, of like, of cells just almost dying. 
and 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 it's it's like because uh, it gets cold enough sometimes depending on the time of year where where uh where your, your spit freezes before it hits the ground you know um so yeah i mean there's there's there, i remember growing up in like cities like winnipeg saskatoon edmonton there there have been temperatures recorded in those places in the winter where they are literally colder than fucking mars uh so so yeah i mean it's just like it's like this it's it's it gets fucking dark plus it gets dark literally dark at like three you know three or four you're you're like you're you're like relatively speaking um it's hard it's hard to sort of it's hard to convey this to like someone who lives in a place as densely populated as florida right like Florida's, you know, it's got a regional identity and there's bands like have like have gun will travel. Have gun will travel like they they tour Florida, you know. They go up, they'll do like 12 shows. And and they're cuz they're like they're playing their like regional circuit. There's enough people that you can do that, or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um so the in Canada like the, the regional sort of identity in the north is like, you know, cities like Yellowknife, Whitehorse, and then Edmonton, like Edmonton's like the big city in that sort of northern. Yeah. And and they're they're like they're like a two days drive away from each other. There's no way to get there. There's no roads. Wow. Rel- relatively speaking, so like. Yeah. So like. There's no highways and shit. There, there. Yeah, I mean there are, but it's just like it's just the, the journeys are just so long and uh, you know, but I mean there's I have so many friends in Edmonton, for example. My my point, I guess, is that it's like, you know, people that that grew up in Yellowknife and you know they made the big move to Edmonton because Edmonton was like the big city and and it's like I think I I mean I aside from a, a place like Moscow for example it's like it's really 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 rare for a city that's that north that's that northern to have so many people in it like Edmonton's got like one like over a million people mm-hmm. and and it's it's like I mean it's a very 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 northern town um, but my point is that for that Northern Canadian region, even though there's, there's no way you could even call it a region because it's like, there's no population density at all. It's just, there's nothing. Uh, Edmonton is like the big sort of outpost and that's, and that's always been its history. It was like, it was the last outpost, uh, that you could stock up before you went and trapped your fur, you know? Yeah. And, and that, that whole, that identity resonates through time in that place for sure and Uh, it happens to smell like cells that are about to start dying that's what i that's how i would describe it that's a very visceral way to describe it too there's no there's no like there's no like there's no chance of survival in that place in january you know if you're outside it's just not happening uh you're dead you're dead man yeah fucking dead it's like minus 40 minus 45 degrees celsius like seriously fucking cold yeah all right so this is the most important question if you had a pet pegasus what would you name it uh you know what i did today actually this is gonna be my answer i sadly i I harvested my weed plant Mm -hmm. um and I was very sad to see him go. Or maybe it's a, maybe it was a her. 
because isn't it just a yeah, I think the yeah. anyway I was sad to see her go but I uh I named her Leaf Erickson <laughs> and I was very proud of that name I would probably name my my Pegasus after my 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 fallen plant friend this is my pet Pegasus his name her name is Leaf <laughs> Erickson but I think I would spell it I would spell it like the Scandinavian way this time. L-E-I-F? Yeah. 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 I love it. All right. That's it. That's it. Thanks Great. For this. First of all, let's talk about, uh, or let's, let's do some plugs, man. You just said April drop. Yeah. Great uh, fucking song. It's the second, second single from an upcoming record called Bells of Hope, uh, which has a, an as yet undecided release date, but it will come out at some point this year or next. Uh, so, I mean, there's probably going to be more songs from that coming out very soon. Uh, yeah. And I can't, I mean, I just can't wait to get back on the road and, and hopefully get to the States as soon as I can. Well, we'll keep bugging you to come to, you know, our respective necks of the woods, Florida, especially. Yeah, it'd be great. Um, there was, there's a, a great songwriter from the Midwest called named Brett Newski that was trying to have me down to play in, in, uh, do some release shows opening for him in Milwaukee and Madison and Detroit. And that was supposed to happen last April and it's, it's kind of just keeps getting postponed, but uh, hopefully I can, I can figure out a way to kind of sister some Florida dates with that or something. Yeah. That'd be great, man. Keep in touch. Everyone that was bothering the band. Uh, follow Iman on every platform, Instagram, MySpace, whatever you're on, you were on it in the beginning, right? I, I was, still I was, have a MySpace. I think I think I do have a MySpace still. I think upon researching you, we were like found that. It, it takes like uh, takes half a day to load. It's just like the spinning wheel of death, and the minute it loads, it's just like a cloud of dust comes out your your <laughs> computer. And then you punch the computer. Yeah, who even knows what the fuck is on that thing? I don't even know. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here, man. This yeah, is a cool man. Thank you very much. Have a good one, and uh, you got some some fans and us so thank you so much amazing well thank you very much bye leaf erickson <laughs> yeah rest may he rest may she rest in peace <laughs>